So, uh, uh, hi, it's Graham here. Sorry to interrupt your podcast listening like this, but uh, I wondered if you could do us a little favour. I haven't told Carol I'm going to do this, and frankly, I'm not sure she's going to find out. Let's maybe keep it that way, shall we? Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't hear that I've tacked this on to the beginning. But the European Security Blogger Awards, they're about to happen, and Smashing Security has been nominated in a couple of categories. Huzzah, huzzah! You can vote in the awards for your favourite security blogs and security podcasts, hint, hint, but you've only got a few days before the voting closes. So do it today. Do it now. Hit pause. Oh, not before I've told you the URL. It's smashingsecurity.com slash vote. That will redirect you through magic to the voting form. And, well, hey, made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, but for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. Oh, my goodness, Crow. When you go to a web page, right. people have not stuck little <laughs> photographs and stickers onto your monitor. Right. right. There are pixels. I didn't realise we had to make it this simple. There are no, 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 wait, I'm glad you are mansplaining perfectly here. Carry on. Well, no, yeah. It appears I need, it appears I need. Yeah. It appears you don't yep. understand how a monitor works. Yeah. Smashing Security, episode 239. TikTok Vigilantes, Sloppy IoT, and Wikipedia Woe, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, episode 239. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And Carol, we are joined this week by a returning special guest. It is Mr. John Hawes. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, hi, hi. Have you had any holidays? I have, yes. I've been uh, been down to the seaside, been to visit family, having some lovely time off. Carol and I, we had a holiday, didn't we? we we've been off for a couple of weeks. A holiday uh, from each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's been long enough, actually, to be fair. but uh, yeah. I'm sure you were very missed by all your fans. <laughs> I'm sure. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Shout out to Karthik. <laughs> we should thank this week's sponsors, 1Password. Their support help us give you this show for free. Now, coming up on today's show, Graham, what do you got? Uh, there are wild things going on at Wiki Wiki Wah Wah Wikipedia. <laughs> John, what about you? Um, I'm going to be talking about IoT sloppiness, as usual. Oh, and I'm heading to TikTok land. Wish me luck. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, chums, chums, I'm going to name some people to you, and I want you to tell me what you think links them all, okay? So we've got Wiki Wiki Wah Wah Will Smith, first okay. of all. Is he still alive? Yes, Will Smith, I think, is still alive, as far as I know. I haven't followed uh, his career very closely. I'm glad no. he's alive. I'm glad he's alive. He provided me a lot of joy when I was a kid. Prince Bel-Air, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. The Fresh Prince. Independence Day. Got me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got Jenny on the block yep. as well. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. we got Robbie, 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 uh, Rira, Rira, Diniki Nero. Robert what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Are they all, like, are they all really shit rappers? And we've got Terry Pratchett as well. Whoa. Oh, the late Terry Pratchett. That's a kind of wild card, though, in the mix. Well, mm-hmm. what links them all? Any ideas at all? Nazis. Oh. Whoa. Well, I'm not saying they're Nazis. Wait, wait, what? I'm coming back from holiday, what? right? Two weeks off. And the story you decide to launch our return with in August... All famous people are Nazis. Oh, my God. No, no, they're Have not Have you been Nazis. radicalized while I've been away? Well, are they Nazis? Because where do, where would you find out, right? If if someone was a bit crazy, like, uh, who's crazy? Um, Mel, um, what's his name? I'm not sure that's an approved term anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, Mel Gibson, right? If you wanted to find out if he was a bit, a bit uh, peculiar or not, you would go on a site like Wikipedia, and maybe it would tell you that he is somewhat notorious. <laughs> is that what you do? Well, <laughs> what would you do, John? Um, I, I would probably ask a person first. 
if there was someone in the room with me, I would say, hey, Mel Gibson nutty. John, John who, who are you going who to ask about Mel Gibson? Are you going to ask Joyce down the supermarket about Mel Gibson? <laughs> I who, might who, do, who, if that's who I was nearest at the time. And you would trust her over the internet? Uh, not necessarily, but yes, I, I would obviously choose my person based on my level of trust in their wisdom. Right. Well, for a while over the weekend, if you looked up Robert De Niro, Jennifer Lopez, Will Smith, Terry Pratchett. Funnily enough, I didn't. Numerous, yep, yep. numerous other people, thousands of other people mm-hmm. on Wikipedia, you would have been greeted by a great big Nazi swastika. Oh, you know, really? Red, black and white. Yes. On their profiles. So wow. their Wikipedia profile pages, which, of course, they never created themselves because that's a bit not very cool. I think it's not even allowed, is it? I don't know if it is allowed or not, but it's certainly not cool, is it? Right. Okay. So they have absolutely nothing to do with this Wikipedia page that someone else created about them, which is, mm. you know, yeah. and uh, someone went on to face them. Well, let's find out exactly how they okay. did it. Even poor old Joe Biden, president of the universe. Sleepy Joe. He had his profile impacted this weekend. So Joe Bi, by this attack, which had this great huge swastika. And some people worried. They thought, oh, could it be a virus that's spreading on Wikipedia? Might it be a virus which has infected Wikipedia entries? Or is it the computers of people accessing Wikipedia? Is it they who are actually seeing an image instead of the proper description of people's history and background and personal life and all the other details? I want to say okay, but I'm not following that. So you can carry on and maybe I'll catch up. Sorry, what, what don't you understand? How is it <laughs> How is it the people who are viewing the screens who well, have a defacement? Well, if Graham had a, a sticker of a Nazi swastika on his screen, right. and you looked up a picture of Joe Biden, it looked like a swastika. <laughs> as long as it was in the right place on his screen. Yes. Well, yeah. or, it filled up the, the entire profile. It was, it was a, a huge sticker. It was a huge, yeah, huge can, sticker. Can we just say digital sticker or actual sticker? Sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so the internet, when you, go to, when you go to a web page, right. people have not stuck little <laughs> photographs and stickers onto your monitor. Right. right. There are pixels. I didn't realize we had to make it this simple. There are no, no, pixels. Wait, I'm glad you which, are mansplaining <laughs> perfectly here. Carry on. Well, no, yeah. It appears I need. It appears I need. Yeah. It appears you don't understand yep. how a monitor works yep. or the internet works. Yeah. Anyway, some people worried it could be a virus which had posted these things, or maybe, or maybe it was the computers that had been infected as they were accessing them, or all, all kinds of things. Some people said, oh, it's a troll. It's not actually happening at all. People just want others to go to their Wikipedia pages because when they went to look up Jennifer Lopez or Wiki Wiki Wah Wah Robert De Niro, they wouldn't see the oh. sticker. So it was only some people were seeing it. So ah. was it people that were logged into a specific account? Patience. Patience. Well, um, what? Why were we just supposed to shut up and listen to you the whole time? Or was this a discussion? Are we allowed to like pontificate a bit? I'm just asking. What happened? It's really been lovely being on holiday, hasn't it? <laughs> I agree. For a couple of weeks. God, I don't know how long, much more long. Guys, enjoy the show because who knows how long. I will explain what's been going on. The fabulous thing about Wikipedia is also its weakness, isn't it? Anyone can pretty much edit pretty much anything, mm-hmm. right? John, I heard that you've in the past, you've updated entries on PG Woodhouse. I have. I've done all kinds of things, yes. Yeah? Several towns that I've lived in. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Do you add, like, Godzilla visited in 1920-something? No, no, I try to keep it uh, reasonably accurate. Right. Do, do you ever post something a little bit scurrilous and naughty? Uh, an untrue. Uh, no, I, I I don't think I've done that personally. I have been in the room and while other people were doing that oh, kind of thing. I've, have I've you? Raised a disapproving eyebrow. Right. <laughs> I have a Wikipedia page. Someone created a page about me. I don't like to brag, but they did. Oh, I didn't create it. I'm sure you didn't. Did you pay them? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Just it's very interesting because when someone creates a Wikipedia page, you can see what other pages they created. And the person who created my Wikipedia page also created pages about being a pickup artist oh. and sort of uh, methods men could use to uh, pull female folks, uh, not pull them as in like with a lasso. Do you think they were creating that article as a part of their pickup <laughs> technique? <laughs> well, they haven't managed to pick me up yet. 
Oh. Haven't done that. But someone did post a fake fact about me on my Wikipedia page once. Someone posted that I'd fought in the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Which, was that you, Kroll? It isn't true for a, num- yeah, a number of reasons why I can confirm that definitely didn't happen. Such as? <laughs> Such as I wasn't alive. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Never been to Cuba. You know. You anyway, do have so- small eyes, though. So, you know. What? What? Oh, you think this is another bay of <laughs> small-eyed pigs? <laughs> what is? Wow, two weeks off. Anyway, sometimes inaccurate things are posted on Wikipedia, either intentionally, accidentally, or maliciously. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Have either of you been to the Scottish version of Wikipedia? What in the Scottish language? In the Scottish language, yes, there are over fifty thousand. Wow. Wikipedia articles that someone has edited. Um, it's administered by a chap who identifies as a Christian furry in America. <laughs> I am convinced and that if I looked, I could find a Klingon version of Wikipedia. Probably. Right? So Almost I'm not certain. surprised. Yeah, but That's actually a different language, whereas the Scottish version of Wikipedia appears to have just been written sort of phonetically, <laughs> like phonetically. a drunken Scottish person. <laughs> a bit like, what was it, um, Train Spotting was. Train Spotting it, it was written fairly... All speaking in Scotch, didn't they? Yeah. It's all that kind of thing. Anyway, some people wanted the Scottish version of Wikipedia deleted. They said it appears to be just Wikipedia read in a broad Scottish accent. <laughs> and they also claimed it had done more damage to the Scottish language than anyone else in history and is cultural vandalism on an unprecedented scale. According to whom? This is what people, oh, people, okay. people had said this. Good sources. So it, still, yeah. it's, it still exists. It's still up there. Anyway. How did they choose which pages to translate? I think they just started uh, probably Aardvark. I mean, how would you start, Graham? Yeah, how would you start, John? You'd probably just go, you know, I'm really into pies. I would be a good one. I... Well, it's like either either things that are related to Scotland in some way. Aberdeen. I think it'd be really fun to have like a franglais one, you know? Oh, may we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, probably already out there. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, the point is anyone can create anything on Wikipedia and it survives... Really dependent on the community and whether they decide it's not cool. So this is why the Nazi imagery, the swastikas, began to appear on people's profiles. Well, there is a user called Xylophonist. Don't know if that's a real word. He created an account for himself, him or herself, on the 10th of August. And he made a few innocuous updates to Wikipedia entries, you know, said Godzilla has invaded my town or whatever. Things which didn't look suspicious. Mm-hmm. And they had their account automatically confirmed after a few days. And then he went completely batshit, crazy, ate bonkers. Mm. This is what I call a sleeper attack. You come in soft, you come in slow, and then you go crazy. And did what? Well, what he did was he edited a template. So there are templates on Wikipedia. So you will have a template which is used for people's biography. Right, which will say title, summary, yes, children, spouse, personal, you know, some something like that, right? And that is used by over well tens of thousands, like over fifty thousand different Wikipedia pages. So what he did was he didn't go to all these individual Wikipedia pages, (laughs) change the CSS effectively. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Mm. He changed the template, and that auto magically updated all of these pages with Nazi swastikas. So how did he get access to the template? Presumably changing the template is not something any Joe Schmo can do. Well, it was. Well, yes, it's Wikipedia. Anyone can edit it, right? Well, popular templates like ones used by profiles are supposed to be protected no near right. a, a chosen group of people. So trusted people. Of course, because otherwise they could go in and change the font to 72 points, right? <laughs> and go have fun, everybody. You're welcome. Well, no one had put any protection on this template. Ah, sloppy. So, potentially, they could have done something much more malicious than just displaying a rather obvious image. They could have put in something a little bit more subtle. I don't know. I think I'd have a big problem with that if it were my page that I didn't create. And you know, well, Of course, you'd have a problem with it. I'm not saying you wouldn't have a problem with it, but at least it's obvious. 
if the flag comes up. So did they replace the entire template or was it just a part of it? So it still said real information underneath or something? They put in a bit of code up at it the It said top. put a swastika on it. Put a swastika up and sort of cover most of the beginning of the profile. Did they so put like little moustaches as well? Just to... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Toothbrush moustaches. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can see where you're... Yeah, very clever. Uh, but it's not good. I mean, it's... No, no, it's not good. It's, it's like not, it's, Let's stress that. It's not good. Don't no. do this. In some countries, it would be illegal, I think, isn't it, to publish Nazi swastikas and other oh, imagery. Certainly, yeah. Swastikas, not cool. There's actually, just a couple of months ago, uh, an Austrian soldier, 29-year-old Austrian soldier, was sentenced to 19 months in prison for posting pictures online of a swastika. Wow. Yeah. Admittedly, it was tattooed onto his testicle. <laughs> But even so, <laughs> I'm but, so uh, glad that the internet got to see it. Though that's really great. Did you that know? have an impact on the length of his sentence? <laughs> <laughs> if it had been in his armpit, that would have been 21 months. John, what's your story for us this week? Um, yes, so I I wanted to talk about IoT sloppiness once again. I think. Pretty much every time I've I've been on here before, I've uh, covered some aspect of mm. that kind of thing. Although usually previously at the uh, say the adult end of the market, <laughs> are we not going there today? Well, no, I'm trying to avoid it. I think I, I don't think since I've been on this show previously, I've ever had to use the word teledildonics. <laughs> there like it goes to, again. Like to carry on in that vein, if possible. <laughs> now this is a, an entirely different kind of sloppiness, right? <laughs> <laughs> in the past, pretty much all of the problems that we've seen with IoT stuff have tended to be mainly down to people who are hardware makers, not computer people. So they're saying, I'm making a fridge or a TV, and I want it to be an IoT one. So I'm just going to slap in some kind of Wi-Fi connection and yeah. job done. Mm. Yeah. And then, of course, you get security issues because they didn't really do it properly. They mm. hard-coded passwords or they didn't encrypt the communications or something mm. like that. People find out, they get hijacked, you end up with strangers shouting at your baby through the nanny cam or whatever. Yeah, or through the fridge, buy milk! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we usually, we get to the end and we, the advice is always just don't reinvent the wheel, let some expert somewhere create the, the module that you use for yeah. each Yeah, we take that all the time. Yeah, Exactly. But this week, we've seen the kind of flip side of that coin. Mm-hmm. So a blog post was put out just the other day, I think it was Monday by a German research firm called IoT Inspector. And they found a bug, well, a whole bunch of bugs in the code powering one of uh, Realtek's uh, Wi-Fi components. Right. I don't even know what Realtek is. So Realtek is is quite a big multi-billion dollar Taiwanese hardware manufacturer. So what, they make routers or what? Uh, they, They make chips. Okay. Basically, this these researchers found a series of bugs in this particular system on a chip thing that uh, Realtek was providing, which was being used for quite a wide range of devices. So it's mainly used in the networking world, so routers and modems and mm-hmm. gateways and things like that. But it does seem to have been used also in quite a lot of uh, other more IoT type devices, so cameras and home lighting control systems, even toys. And these flaws seem to be pretty simple to exploit, should really be only accessible from the local network, but some of them seem to have been exposed to the wider internet because they weren't configured properly. So what what do these flaws allow people to do? Well, you can basically hijack the device and get it to do anything you want. Oh, so if you've bought an IoT device and it's not got the functionality which you want... This would be quite handy, wouldn't it? Because you'd be able to exploit it to add new features, maybe, as a, <laughs> as a user. Yes, yes. Well, That's different. an interesting view, Graham. Interesting. <laughs> interesting approach. But, but pr- presumably also someone malicious might be able to use this as well. Yes, they could probably do all kinds of nasty things, from cutting off your internet to uh, turning off your lights, hijacking toys and things like that. They Actually, the, um, the, the blog post points to a... Um, Someone else did some research on a, I think it was a, a, a toy tank. That yeah. Oh, my God, I thought you were talking adult toys because you always, <laughs> okay. Oh, 
I, no, but I, he always I, talks about that kind of stuff. Well, I just assumed. I did say okay. I was going to try and avoid it this time. Yeah, I know, but then you did mention it, so I do you know. apologize, John. No, no, this so this, <laughs> this guy he, he got this this toy tank, and for some reason they decided to set it up that it had its own Wi-Fi access point inside the toy, so you would connect to it on your mobile phone by joining its Wi-Fi with your phone. Okay. So then you could control the little tank. You could drive it around, and they had a little camera that you could move up and down and things. And oh, could, so you could spy on people. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, take it across the road to the neighborhood? Well, no, or access it remotely. If there's someone who you want to snoop upon. Right, drop it through the letterbox. Well, or give, give it to them as a present and then <laughs> maybe hack it and you could look up their dressing gown or something mm-hmm. with your uh, turret. How fucking scary, though. Someone gives you one of these and you're like, oh, cute little military tank. How cute, cute, cute. It is cute, isn't it? Getting a military tank. And then it starts going apeshit like Chucky. Mm. Right? In the middle of the night, right? You suddenly wake up and it's on your chest. Like, jeez. Well, yeah, I think so in the case of that that particular, this this tank, I assume that the way, the reason they've done it that way around, so rather than the tank connecting to your Wi-Fi, you have to connect to the yeah. tank's Wi-Fi. It's kind of a security feature. It means it can only be operated fairly locally. But this researcher guy, he'd obviously figured out how it all worked and then was trying to reverse engineer it so he could then connected to the proper internet so then he could control the tank from anywhere so yes oh i see so he just thought this tank is cool i wish i could do this more remotely mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah because i really want to see what my tank can do when i can't see it when i'm 10 miles away maybe it's cool. a very cool tank yeah make me a cup of tea before i come home cool I- we are under lockdown at the moment right we all <laughs> no, we're all having to find we're actually we not are, we, well some of our listeners are we are having to find new ways to entertain ourselves and a tank you know, I know, but just pizza. wouldn't you want to be able to see it rather than focus on its camera? Wouldn't you want it to be at your feet around your living room well, going, oh, look, there's a cute tank going left. There's a cute tank going right. Maybe you want to find out what your cat or dog get up to while you're out. Mm-hmm. And then you right? follow them with a the tank. Really? Yes. If I had a cat, I would love to spy upon my cat. Wow. If I go out of the house, does it put on a smoking jacket? No, it licks and its does bits. It, <laughs> it licks its privates and then sleeps and then I licks don't its privates. See that. Well, I'm that's not, not interested in that. We should have taken a month off. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, the, the tank is not perhaps the best uh, example of this. It, it does affect, I think, this is 200 devices, 65 different manufacturers. So most of the big names in networking: so Belkin, D-Link, Huawei. Netgear, obviously Realtek's own kit. And they are just affected because they're using this chip, which they felt was created safely. So it's all this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they're all looking at the supplier going, uh, WTF? Well, yes, in a way. And as I say, that's, this is kind of the flip side of the let's not reinvent the wheel thing that you kind of have to trust people to be Mm. the experts at what they're supposed to be the experts at. But also, I mean, the code is pretty open. It has to be pretty accessible because everybody yep. that's using it has to be able to tweak it for their own right. requirements of whatever thing it is that they're building. Yeah, It's been around for quite a while, and it seems like nobody's really noticed these problems before. They seem to have been there for at least several years. So if this problem is on the chips, is that right? It's actually on the chip. I think it's the code that, that right. powers the... Yeah, the, the so what are the chances of this problem actually getting fixed? Um, well, no, I, the, the researchers did report it to Realtek and they, yeah. they've put out fixes and patches. But yeah, it's the case of with IoT devices, maybe less so with uh, routers and things like that, as opposed to, to toys and cameras. They're not always easy to update. Yeah. And even if they are, I would imagine a lot of users would never even think to update them. They just think, oh, that's a thing. It, it stays yeah. like that. It doesn't need to be uh, yeah. patched regularly and things like that. No. So yes, these things are likely to be lingering around for quite a long time and and your typical consumer wouldn't know if it has a real tech system inside it anyway would they no exactly mm-hmm. it's not like designed by real tech no it just says tommy tank yeah mm-hmm. you know or and, yeah belkin router and i yeah. doubt all the companies that have this problematic chip are telling all their users in a proactive way hey mm-hmm. dudes we kind of screwed up can you guys go through this oh, really complicated way of, of updating course they're doing it. that they would do that They'd be very, very open and proactive, wouldn't they? Where did you go on holiday? (laughs) Was it Mars? (laughs) Carole, what have you got for us this week? Well, we three used to be close. 
before the holidays. And uh, so <laughs> I feel... Everything I feel, broke. Everything, everything broke. broke. Yeah, everything broke. But I just I had time to reflect, Graham. I had time to reflect. I just wanted to ask, have any of you ever been bullied, like in real life or online? Oh, yes, I've been bullied. Have you? I had a podcast co-host who's told me I had piggy little eyes. Uh, that was quite upsetting. I didn't um, say, I think I said little eyes, actually. Well, I, um, no, I, got, I sometimes got bullied at school because I was the only kid with a briefcase. Um, oh. No one else did, so, you know, I was considered posh. I was posh. That is quite an odd thing to do, though. Did you feel you were posh? I bet you felt superior to all the other kids as well, well with your you briefcase. Know, let's be honest. I mean, some of us are born to greatness. <laughs> And some of us carry a briefcase. That's yes. what I always thought. <laughs> Did you have a monocle as well? And a cane. Mm-hmm. And one of those little pocket watches. <laughs> Did you dress like the mentalist at the age oh. of 10? In answer to the question, have I ever been bullied? I feel like I'm being bullied right now. <laughs> well, interesting. Most bullying these days happens online, right? It's cyberbullying. Yeah. No longer do you get pummeled after school, you know, or have your lunch money stolen. <laughs> this day, it's your reputation gets trashed for all your friends and family to see. Mm. And the bigger the platform, it seems, the more bullying there seems to be. And that kind of makes sense. Now, mm-hmm. Facebook has been overtaken, if I can say it that way, by TikTok in terms of downloads. TikTok really? is now the most oh. popular app, apparently. And just last week, TikTok came out saying that they've added some additional privacy features for kids between the ages of 16, 17. So young adults, I should say. Um, and a biggie of these is that the account will be set to private by default if that is your age group. Okay. And this is to slowly ease them into an online interaction situation. What's ironic about that is I would say most 16, 17-year-olds are like 8,000 times brighter than we over the hillers when it comes to things like TikTok right? and settings and stuff like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. but some people think that TikTok should be doing more. And among these is a group that goes by the name The Great Londini. Londini? It sounds like a magician. Mm-hmm. It's a mashup of Houdini and Linux, apparently. Oh, okay. Right. These are masked fellows or f- fellow... I don't know. According to the insider, the group has a website, Twitter account, and YouTube page where it posts examples of what it said it's capable of accomplishing. And mm-hmm. TikTok, it's its main expose platform. Mm-hmm. And through its work, which we're going to get to in a second, the great Londini group has amassed like a few million followers. Last I saw was 2.3 million. Okay. Really? And it's quite wow. a short time. That's right. a lot. I've never right? heard of them before. And like the great Londini's page on, on, on uh, TikTok, the strap line is joyful, positive content. Okay. Oh, lovely. So you hear that, right? Joyful, positive content. And I want you, I'm going to ask John, mm-hmm. if you're a masked individual. Mm-hmm. Masked as in like. As in like, I'm not revealing my face. Like as if I've gone to the shops or something. <laughs> like Zorro or something like that, you know. Oh, that Batman. kind of mask. You're mm-hmm. hiding your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what outfit do you think you would don? You want to keep your identity private, but you want to promote joyful, positive content. Maybe a Teletubby. <laughs> oh, oh yes, that's yes. a very. Oh, which one, Tink? Which one, Tinky Winky? I don't think John's Tinky Winky. <laughs> yeah. So whoever's the tallest one, I think, probably going to have to hunch up a bit. Either way, Graham, can you better that? I don't think anyone could. I, I don't know the names of any other Teletubbies, so no, it can't be that. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to show you the outfit they chose to wear. Ooh, ooh. Could you describe it, Graham, do you think? That, that doesn't look like good positive fun. I'm seeing a man who seems to be wearing some sort of hoodie, but he has a, a, a sort of scary Joker-like smile, yeah. white face, and it looks like his eyes have been <laughs> scooped out. Gouged out. Yes. It, well, it's absolutely petrifying. It is, right? And like, it, it does have a bit of an anonymous feel to it. It does, yeah, but worse. The BBC wrote about this appearance saying the masked man in the black hoodie speaks straight into the camera with an electronically distorted voice. He looks and sounds straight out of a horror movie. So, so I don't understand how that ties up with joyful, positive content. So right away, <laughs> I'm thinking this is a bit weird. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah. It's a bit odd. Well, people get their joy in different ways. 
Okay, true. I've met many, many people recently who have surprised me and how they get to joy. But anywho, the gist <laughs> of this group is this, right? They troll TikTok and hunt down cyber bullies and disclose their identities in these like short clips. Oh, so they're vigilantes. They're vigilantes. Ah. And from what I read and saw, these guys play a clip of a bullied person reacting to the nasty comment that was sent to them. And then reveal the username of the of the bully, the one that the bully tried to keep private. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm a bit I'm a bit confused now. Say you put out a podcast, and then I went to you and said, "You shit, clearly you have small eyes, right?" (laughs) Hashtag small eyes doesn't really matter on a podcast. Can I point out? (laughs) No, it doesn't. You've chosen your career very wisely. Um, no, but no, but say I did that, but I, I wouldn't want to identify myself. So I might create another username. I might oh, create like a different a identity. Account. Right. Mm-hmm. right. A sock puppet right. account. Yeah. And what these guys do is identify saying that sock puppet account actually belonged to Carol and oh, identify and ha- me for all oh, the world how? to see. How? Right. Ah, oh, so how do they do that? How do they? Yeah. We're going to get there in a second. Okay. Now, right. first they have a catchphrase, right? For every time they do this, it seems to be. We say stupid game, stupid prize. <laughs> that's that's not a great catchphrase. It's not very catchy. That's not as good as it's magic or you're like this, but not a lot. Or, <laughs> for a magician like the Londini, I think they need to work on that. Okay. So in one video, let me just give you an example of how it works, right? Because maybe you'll change your mind. Right. So in one video, mass person gestures to an abusive comment left on a woman's TikTok yeah. account. He says, if a stranger said this comment to your daughter, mother, sister, wife, what would you do? We say stupid game, stupid prize. Stupid catchphrase. It's a terrible catchphrase. It's really not going to catch on, is it? It's Well, 2 million people, 2.3 million people are signing up, seem to want to know what's going to happen next. Stupid so... game, stupid prize. That's the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm. So um, the masked rep of this group, the great Londinis, right, had an interview with BBC, and they said, we're taking social media back from the bullies, pedophiles, scammers, and trolls. Right. Mm-hmm. So, question is, how is this group able to out these people, right? So, uh, I did a little digging, and really the best comes from this BBC article, and there's not a lot here. So, they say, if you troll, you may think you can safely hide behind an anonymous account name, but Londini works on the premise that he can discover your real identity within seven to eight clicks. That's it. Okay, is it, <laughs> That's it that these dumb TikTok users are using the same username on TikTok as they're using on maybe Facebook? on YouTube? Yes. Yeah. Or, and so it just does a Google. It takes probably yes. two clicks right. for most of them. It's pretty minimal anonymity there. Yeah. It's kind of packaged as a Robin Hoodie kind of thing, isn't it? It's kind of like, don't be a dick online because they might come after you. Mm-hmm. And the reason they say they're doing this is because they say TikTok is not doing enough. Yeah. And this group made up of volunteers, uh, apparently with mixed military, cybersecurity and ethical hacking experience, are taking it into their own hands to clean up TikTok. Right. Well, I I thought TikTok did a a generally a pretty good job of keeping out unwanted content, maybe not so much in in text comments, but in videos. I mean, they they do have the benefits of 20 years of... uh, Chinese surveillance to work on. <laughs> I think their their number of, of bad stuff getting through is way better than everybody else. So so okay. So so this whole thing is called moderation vigilantism, apparently. Right. right? I've got a bit of a pro I'm not terribly comfortable with it, to be honest. I mean, because what happens when they screw up and they identify the mm-hmm. wrong long John Hawes? Which always know? happens. And what yeah. do you think is happening to all the people that they're outing? They're yeah, being they're bullied. Bullied by this two million yeah. rabble. The, the group say, look, we really don't condone that. We don't condone that. But I just think this is very convenient for them. Yeah, we don't we don't condone that, but we here are their names and addresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crow, can you explain to me, where are they communicating this? Is this in YouTube videos or is this on TikTok? They're on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Presumably TikTok can just shut down their account. Ah, 
Very interesting, Graham. Mm. So the great Londinis had nine accounts permanently deleted by TikTok, and the 10th right. has been suspended several times. Mm-hmm. The platform rules Londini has been accused of breaking have varied from online harassment and bullying to even violent extremism. But Londini, of course, the great Londinis contest this, you know, contest all this saying until every bully, racist and scammers off the app, we're going nowhere. So, yeah, so I was kind of thinking ethics time, right? Like, I kind of have a problem with a self-appointed vigilante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, because if they're if they're good, then great, but they shouldn't be self-appointed. Well, who should appoint them? Well, TikTok, ideally. That would be great actually. Yeah. If there's if there's bad things happening on their platform, they should sort it out themselves. I just don't like his mask. I think they're showing a lack of a sense of humor and it just makes me think it's a bunch of virgins, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be a 13-year-old seeing that face. No. Um do you remember a thing called the news bunny? No. Uh, it was it was like this weird sort of cable television channel, which wasn't doing very well. It probably launched about 25, 30 years ago. And uh, they they didn't have any viewers. So they had a uh, weather girl who took her clothes off while she was telling the weather in desperation attempt to get Oh, funny that you remember it, not me. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but most famously, they had a news bunny, which was someone who was wearing a bunny costume. And would hop on to the set? Who would do a thumbs up or thumbs down, depending on whether it was good news or bad news behind the news presenter. And I think if if the great Londini was dressed up like a a magical bunny, I would feel much more, well, just I'd feel much more warm about it and comfortable. I just don't like all this faux sort of spookiness. Presumably the idea is that the, the scary face is, is there to scare the bullies. If you turned up to a bully dressed up as a bunny and said, oh dear, thumbs down, that's not going to put them well, off. Well, I don't really understand why there's 2.3 million people watching this, right? I just think this reeks a little bit mm. of self-serving build my army, right? Mm. And potentially dangerous. However, however, yes. The whole existence of these guys underlines a serious point. In my view, I have a real problem with these big, you know, social networks that are like, oh, well, what can we do? There's so many million videos. We don't know how to cope. Well, then don't serve that much content if you can't handle it. Like, slow down. Stop making a buck off everybody's free content that they're providing you and think about how you can protect, you know, the system. What's an interest? That's an interesting idea, Cross. So what you could have is something like TikTok where they say, we will accept this many videos posted per day. Mm-hmm. And it once we've hit the limit about three o'clock in the morning, well, maybe at that point they can say, look, we, we've, we've got our allocation for the day, but if you really want to post your video, you have to pay $5 per video. Oh, that would be good. Uh, yes. But interesting idea. Interesting TM, idea. TM, trademark. It's all yours. It's, it's all, all yours. Oh, my. Oh, my. I just wonder, though, like, would you, Graham... You know, if I started getting bullied online, would you put on a mask and a latex suit to protect me? <laughs> or a Teletubby outfit? <laughs> and fake six-pack. Actually, don't, I just pictured it. Don't answer. Just don't say anything. <laughs> just, just don't. Lovely listeners, we may have been on vacation, but this is no time for slouching and taking it easy when it comes to your security. Around 80% of business data breaches result from weak or reused passwords. Using one password in your company can close the gaps in your security, combat shadow IT, and help your workers stay both productive and secure wherever they are. With the right tools and the right mindset, you can create a culture with one password where your employees feel empowered to share responsibility for security risk management. Everyone needs to be on board, working together to stay protected. Find out more and try 1Password for free for 14 days at onepassword.com. And thanks to 1Password for sponsoring the show. And welcome back. And you join us at our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website or an app. Whatever they wish. It doesn't have to be security-related necessarily. It really better not be. It's August. Well, my pick of the week <laughs> this week is not security 
related. My pick of the week, John, was chosen with you in mind because oh, you're, a bit, nice. you're a bit of a movie buff, aren't you? I am indeed. Yeah. Well, my pick of the week is Nestflix. Not Netflix. Oh. Nestflix. Is that when you don't want to Netflix and chill, but Netflix and get married? Well, let me explain. Well, very good. Let me explain <laughs> what it is. It is a website. It hangs out at nestflix.fun. Dot fun. Is, yes, okay. dot fun. It is a parody version of Netflix. And so it looks like Netflix. Mm-hmm. And what it does <laughs> is it shows you fake movies and TV series which were created for actual movies and TV series. So you know, when you're watching a t- you know when you're watching a TV show and the characters in the TV show watch a program or a movie within the TV show, Whoa. a fictional TV or movie? Or yes. If, right? Yes, yes, yes. That is what is on Nestflix. So it's, it's, it's videos mm. and movies which are nested within other. Can you give me an actual example? Like on, uh, on Rick and Morty where they have the interdimensional cable. Best TV of, ever. Hundreds of TV shows. Okay, mm-hmm. let's look. Let's look that up right now. So I'm going to Netflix. I'm going to search up. So you can search on there for the genuine show. Okay. So I'm looking up Rick and Morty, and they've got loads. So there are shows. Called, there's one called Babe Ball Fondlers. Ball Fondlers, yes. Baby Legs. <laughs> How did I get here? Last Will and Testament. Man Car. When Wolf. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of them here. And then you can go to a page for Baby Legs, for instance. And it says Baby Legs is a good detective, but not good enough because of his baby legs. So his chief is partnering him up with regular legs. I see. It's like a... Rick and Morty is very, very good. Well, well, now maybe this will get you checking out Nestflix. And do do they have the actual show or is it just sort of the intro page? They have pictures... And I think in some, I think I saw in some cases they may actually link to little YouTube clips. Can you can you look up Harrison well? Ford? Okay, let's try that. I don't know if you can look up actors. I know. Let's just see. Harrison Ford. No, that hasn't worked. Uh, I just didn't want to embarrass Jeff Goldblum by getting a zero <laughs> result. You see. <laughs> Excellent pick of the week, Lou. Yeah, well, check it out. I will. And, um, you can also contribute your own uh, oh, cool. shows to it, but it does appear there are hundreds and hundreds up there. So the rules for inclusion on Netflix, it has to be fictional. Um, it can't be if people are watching a real film um, inside the show. And uh, it must have actual footage, not just be mentioned in the dialogue. And there you go. So that is my pick of the week, Netflix. Go and check it out. Sounds a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, John, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a uh, a documentary series. It's also on the Netflix. It's called The Movies That Made Us. And season one actually came out in 2019. It totally passed me by at the time. Um, but they covered uh, four classic movies, uh, Dirty Dancing, Ghostbusters, um. Die Hard, and Home Alone. And uh, series, series two just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think. And with a, a, a fresh set of movies from pretty much the same period. I'm assuming that the people who made it are uh, in the 40s, early 50s, perhaps, and they're very much focused on 80s, early 90s movies. Did you learn anything watching it? Um, well, yes, totally. I mean, it's 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 a cute little show. It's, it's a bit cheesy tone, and there's lots of well-known uh, information in there. Yeah. I, I obviously started as a as a diehard diehard <laughs> fan. Um, I, that's where I went first, and those stuff that I knew, I'd like. Everybody knows that uh, the the role of uh, John McClane was originally offered to Frank Sinatra. That's right. I knew yeah. that. Of course, I knew that. You knew that, did you, Crow? Of course, you knew I, that, of, course I, of course, I knew that. Yeah. You know I why knew you knew that, Crow? <laughs> no. Because it was my pick of the week in episode one hundred and fifty nine. <gasps> the movies that made us, and we talked about <laughs> Die Hard. I'm sorry, John. Ah. You have broken. One of the most important rules of smashing <laughs> no. security. Ignore him. He's just, he just didn't have a long enough is, holiday. You have repeated a pick of the week. <laughs> it's the first that. time this has happened. Series, series two came out two weeks ago. Oh, you got away with it. Yes. So uh, series two, for example, <laughs> features Back to the Future. And I was Ooh. not aware that the first month of shooting Back to the Future, the star was Eric Stoltz. That's right. 
Eric Stoltz, yeah, the, the redhead yeah. maverick. Yeah, they decided he was rubbish, and so they brought in. Mark. Yes, he, t- he took it too seriously. I question his acting ability, really. And I was a big <laughs> fan of Eric Stoltz because wasn't he in some kind of wonderful? Yes, right. Isn't he the Great. chap in Mask? As yes, well? also. Yeah. Uh-huh. So another another uh, interesting fact about Back to the Future: the original script, uh, Doc Brown had a pet orangutan. I don't know if it was for budgetary reasons or just because it was crazy. They they replaced it with a dog. Was was it that one which used to hang out with um, Clint Eastwood? Was it Clyde? Clyde? Yeah, <laughs> I think that maybe that's. I think that may have been what what uh, inspired the idea. And the time machine was was like a fridge in in the back of a truck, not not in a car at all. <laughs> I would have liked that better. I think it doesn't it doesn't have many of the big stars. Um, but it has a lot of great interviews with the backroom people, you know, the writers and producers and the techies. And the um, the Jurassic Park one, which is also part of season two, is very interesting because they were talking to the guys who basically invented CGI. Wow. They were uh, very, very... I remember that, seeing obviously. that in the theatre. I, I came out of there, like, blown away. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for me, I think the most interesting thing for me is that pretty much, as all of these things show, most movies pretty much accidental like you think things have been sort of very carefully planned out and that's that's why they come out great but normally it's all it's always you know budget constraints or time Mm. or you know somebody wasn't available and somehow everything comes together just right in the end as a regular writer on sticky pickles i can attest to that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i mean i mean this podcast is obviously very planned but some things are yeah happy accidents aren't they but It's good that we put a lot of planning into this, which is why we never repeat a pick of the week, episode 159. But uh, Well, I don't think it was did. season two. It was season I don't, two. It was season two. I think you should get mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Crow, mm-hmm. what's your pick of the week? Mine is School of Life, which I shared with you earlier uh, this month, Graham, before we went on holiday. Now, School of Life just for those who don't know, offers advice on life issues. I think it's the easiest way to say it was founded by Mm -hmm. a number of smart people in 2008 and as now staffed by a bunch of people like psychotherapists, artists, educators, philosophers, all matter of people. And they kind of focus on the everyday stuff. So like work issues, family issues, love issues, sex issues, friend issues, the whole gamut. Something I discovered over my break was their YouTube channel. It never occurred to me to look there, but once I did, I found like this treasure trove of solid video essays on how we live and what we do well and what we do badly and how we can get over the shit we're bad at, I guess. Graham, you, I, I sent it to you uh, for a few issues that you were facing. I did. You sent me a link to uh, the latest video, which is a self-hatred questionnaire, <laughs> um, which... <laughs> Does it mention Piggy Little Eyes? <laughs> I didn't say Piggy. <laughs> I just said Little. Well, that's the self part, right? <laughs> anyway, it was... No, but uh, seriously, um, they're, they're very, very approachable, easy, accessible, and, yeah, inter- interesting little videos. They're, they're quite, I, quite, I quite enjoyed it. I did quite enjoy perusing it. Did you, ha- did you hate yourself less? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how's the me loving me thing going? <laughs> um, I was going to give an example of one for the for our listeners, mm. right? Mm. So there's one called "How to Be a Good Listener," right? Which Graham, I know you struggle Sorry, with. Okay, how to yuck 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 yuck. So the reason people don't listen to other people is they think it's talking really about cool. me is fun, talking about you is boring. <laughs> Therefore, I'll just talk about me, and that'll be a much better conversation, as far as I'm concerned, right? But apparently, according to the video, the real pleasure about talking about ourselves is figuring out who we are and what we're all about, right? So it's basically self-clarification stuff like, oh, yeah, I guess I do believe that or I guess I think that or whatever. And you don't get that from talking because you know all the stuff you're saying, but actually you can get it from listening to stories of others. And there's proof of that because people read books and drama all the time. They kind of listen to challenges and successes and go, oh yeah, that's what I would do, or that's not what I would do, or whatever, and kind of find their way in the world. But the difference is editing, isn't it, Graham? Like this show, Mm. right? 
Yes. The, the way to do it is you can edit people by asking uh-huh. the right questions and getting them out of their funk of boring. Now, I'm going to tell you what the funk of boring involves, okay? So you guys can watch out when you tell stories. <laughs> Number one, factual elements. You know, it was a Friday, not a Saturday. <laughs> I was wearing <laughs> right? the blue shoes you were not. <laughs> not the yellow shoes. It was the blue shoes. Don't you remember? Okay, all that stuff, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Number two, people are very scared. Like, they'll tell a story, but then they get afraid when they're telling it because they're like, oh, uh, maybe I'm revealing too much of myself now. Uh, so then they pull back and get into superficial land and kind of get boring. Go, yeah, well, and then, you know, yeah, so, yeah. And it all sorted itself out. And, that, yeah, you don't, you don't need to know It exactly. sorted itself out. Anyway, what about you, Janine? <laughs> anyway, I'll put a few of my favorite ones in the show notes. Uh, check them out. Terrific. They're great. Yeah. Great. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week. John, I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online. What's the best way for folks to do that? Well, no, they, can, they can't do that. I'm on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> One of our only guests does not want to be followed. You know, praise be. Yes. Praise be. And you can follow us, though, on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G. Twitter and last have a G. And you can also join our Smash Insecurity subreddit. And don't forget to make sure you never miss another episode. Follow Smashing Security in your favourite podcast app, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. More importantly, let's thank this episode's sponsor, 1Password, and our wonderful Patreon communities. Thanks to them, this show is free for all. And for episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest list, and the entire back catalogue of more than 300, not 300, 238 episodes, check out smashingsecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Feels like 300. It's close. You know? There you go. Like We've done it. We, we went on holiday and we returned. What's, what's that noise? It's me taking my sock off my uh, microphone. John, keep your sock on. <laughs> I don't want to get it stretched. Crikey. <laughs> what kind of show do you think we're running here? Hey everybody, it's Carol here. We missed you guys. We didn't miss everything about this show, but we certainly missed you guys. You know, when you go on holiday and you do this like weekly show that people expect, you kind of live in fear that people are going to forget about you or not like that you take a break. But instead... We have the best listeners ever. We got like some amazing reviews, three of which I want to highlight. From Smashing PSU saying number one podcast in my heart. And they say, if you are the slightest bit interested in tech, check it out. You will not regret it. Thank you, Smashing PSU. We also got one from M Knitter or MK Knitter that says they've been listening to us for just three months now, and they say they love our Canadian and across-the-pond humor. Um, They went on to mention water sports in their review, so I'm going to skip that bit. And finally, I want to mention Duke de Vierzon from France, who says, love this show, keep up the positive attitude. This show always makes me smile, especially on the trip to work in the car. Brilliant. Thank you, Duke. Thank you, all of you, for your reviews, for listening, for putting up with us while we go on holiday. Until next week.